This is Kevin Hudson with Lawnman LLC. You are listening to the Lawn Care Business Success, the greatest show around. Don't forget it. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 137, entitled Interview with Kevin Hudson from Lawn Men LLC. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and downloading those episodes. Uh, for this uh, week, just on a bit of a side note, uh, if you haven't already checked out the podcast t-shirt collection, uh, I've got a whole bunch of new designs I released uh, last week. You can check them out uh, on Amazon uh, in my uh, affiliate store. You can find them at amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash lawn care business success. Go check them out and let me know what you think. So for this episode, uh, we've got another uh, fantastic uh, interview uh, for you guys uh, with uh, Kevin Hudson from Lawn Men LLC. Uh, so I'm going to play the podcast announcements, and then we'll get into the interview in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. So I'd like to welcome Kevin Hudson from Lawn Men LLC to the show. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Wonderful, glorious, and happy as could be. <laughs> <laughs> and it's go. all in a good form. It's not a bad thing. It's all wonderful. Yeah. It, everything's great. And it's uh, wonderful. That's awesome. So uh, I'd like to thank you for taking the time out to, to come and uh, uh, talk to me today. I know uh, everybody's uh, starting to get really, uh, you know, busy thinking about the season, getting, uh, you know, their all their uh, advertising materials and all that sort of stuff all prepared. So uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's, it's totally my pleasure. I, I'm happy the fact that I get the opportunity to do this and talk to you and so forth. This is wonderful. Awesome. So uh, I'm just going to get right into the question. So tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Uh, well, obviously, we know the name. My name is Kevin Hudson. Uh, the business name is Lawnman LLC. Um, I'm 46. 
uh, kind of getting crusty and old there, <laughs> as I like to say it. I'm not far behind. Um, I, I'm on my second wife. The first one just didn't cut it. Uh, the, second one, <laughs> the second one has been primo. She is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, awesome. I got two kids out of the situation. Uh, the business started because I was bored off my mind. I was retired, retired at that point. I had a previous business doing uh, a sign shop, doing oh, okay, neon, cool. vinyl, uh, all that, all that different stuff associated with it. Yeah. So I got bored of sitting on my butt playing video games and the wife said, why don't you uh, go find something to do? I think that was her hint to get out of the house. I was bugging her. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. I actually um, did uh, some uh, sort of a side sign uh, business myself before I did lawn care, uh, but I was just doing uh, just the vinyl stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's how I started, just the vinyl stuff. But uh, I got into lawn business because uh, a longtime friend of mine, uh, he's been doing it for almost 30 years, and he kind of pushed me, said, hey, you ought to do it, and I uh, gave it a shot, and here we go, and this is where we're at today. It's, awesome. Uh, it's been a wonderful ride so far. I love it. I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, that's cool. Um, so uh, by the sounds of it, lawn, and my next question is, uh, traditionally for people, is lawn care uh, your main uh, income or is it your side hustle? So this uh, seems um, a bit different for you because you were retired and sort of coming back. Uh, lawn care for me at this point is honestly, I, I don't take any income from it. Oh, okay. I, take zero, I take zero income from it. Thankfully, I have a wife that has a wonderful job working for a great corporation, making very respectable income. So basically in some people's sense or in my mother's sense, I'm married to a sugar mama. <laughs> As my mom says. <laughs> so she says I'm just a playboy. <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't know about that part, but okay. <laughs> but it's it's more of a it's a side hustle. It's more I'm building this business for a future for my kids if they choose to take this path. Okay. So you say you don't take any uh, income from it. So does that mean you're like mowing voluntarily for people or are you just reinvesting the money back into the business? I reinvest all the money that I make back into the business other than what I would have to pay for employees. Oh, okay. uh, I, I hire summer help, but me personally, myself, I do not pull a paycheck yet. I have, oh, okay. I decided not to pull a paycheck at this point still. And we'll see what the tax guy says this year, whether he says I have to now. <laughs> <Yay. laughs> so um, you talked about your friend being in the business. Um, so what first attracted you uh, personally uh, to the idea of uh, the lawn care industry and uh, what made you, um, you know, want to start your own uh, business now? I'm going to take this a bit back because of your history. So, you know, you've kind of explained that uh, this is your second go around and that, um, you know, you're retired and, you know, you wanted to get out of the house. So maybe, um, you know, think back uh, for that second part of the question. So the first part of the question, what attracted you to the lawn care industry yourself? And for that second part of why did you want to start your own business? Um, you know, if it doesn't apply to the lawn care, maybe to the sign, um, industry when you uh, were doing that okay so let's see 
why I started the lawn care business? Uh, no, first. So first, what attracted you to doing what lawn, me to lawn care? The enjoyment of, I guess it's more of a, I'll go out on a limb here and say it's a Zen thing. Okay. I like the, I like the peace and quiet. Like, you know, yeah, you got the mower running yep. and all the stuff, but it's still, there's still peacefulness to it. Yeah. I like being out there working with it. It's to me, it's great to see nature grow, the plants grow. You trim them, you mold them, you cut the grass, you trim it, you mold it. You, you can do so much with it. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get into painting cars, all that other good stuff. But that just <laughs> that yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, it's something about working outdoors too. I like being outside more than I do inside. And I've always liked cutting the grass. I always yeah. cut it when I was a kid growing up, and. I always did good for my own yards for the few houses we've lived in. And it's always been kind of um, meticulous. I'm one of those picky people. It's got to be perfect, you know? Okay. Yeah. Kinda, it's just got to be just right. Yeah. So I, I just decided, well, you know, maybe I'll just keep doing this and do it professionally. And that's my friend Nate was nice enough to kind of take me out a couple times with him and i'm like this is cool i dig this i love the power of the mowers and cutting i'm like uh it's kind of like that uh what's that old tv show where the guy oh, goes oh, oh, to oh, a man oh. taylor <laughs> you know he's yeah. grunting about the cool toys <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's awesome that I just kind of that was kind of what it is with me, you know, and that got me really kind of swinging towards it. And I'm like, you know, why not? Let's just, and I enjoy every bit of it. That's the reason I still do is because I enjoy it. So yeah, that's awesome. So that second part of the question, um, and like like I said, you can apply this to maybe the sign industry part of it is. So what made you want to start your own business rather than being, you know, like a nine to five type job? Cause I don't like working for people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, just, no, you know, I've tried many times to work for people and being, I already did one business and was very, very successful. I could have been even more successful, but we decided to move from one location to another. Yep. I just, I just felt that doing it on my own was, I could do a better job because I could pay attention to do a more of quality job for my customers. Mm -hmm. So they would be extremely happy. And I'm picky like that. If I work for somebody, they're going to, they're not going to care if I do a good quality job or if I take that extra five minutes, they're going to be like, it's all about numbers. Just get in there and get out and do a crappy job. We don't care as long as we get paid. Well, that's not what it's about. So let me ask you uh, another sort of offshoot question from this. Um, So coming back from retirement, um, why not just start another sign shop in the new location or a smaller scaled down version of the sign shop? Well, that was actually kind of, we were kind of working on that. Okay. I, when I, when I came back to my hometown where I'm at right now, which is Port here, Michigan, when I came back after being in Georgia, I actually got a job with a local guy that's had a sign place for, I think like 30, 20, 30 years. And he was, he was gung ho on hiring me. And I got in there and I asked him about buying the business off him. He said, great. Threw me a price. I looked at him, laughed and said, you're out of your mind. 
because the price was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he thought everything was a brick of gold and yeah. it was nowhere near. And it just kind of, and the way he treated me and the way he treated the business kind of just burned the whole idea of even staying in that business. And I'm just like, you know, I couldn't do it. Okay. I just decided I couldn't go back to it. The, the markup is not that good around here. It's, not a real great business. There's already enough shops in town. I'm like, no, forget it. Okay. So, uh, and then you, uh, my next question is, uh, do you have employees or are you a one man operation? And I think you kind of hinted on this. I am me, myself and I, and I hire, uh, I usually just hire a high school student that's off for the summer for extra help. And, when I really need an extra set of hands, uh, honestly, like I said, my friend Nathan, he's the one that comes. He'll come and help out yep. because he's been doing it so long. Yeah. We, we help each other out constantly. Oh, that's awesome. And he's actually in a, he's in a couple of my Instagram photos. So he's okay. you'll see him periodically helping out all the time. Oh, that's cool. Um, so how would you, Kevin Hudson, define success? I knew that question was coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember from all the other ones, yeah. I knew that question was going to come eventually. Yeah, well, that's a great question. Everybody gives a different you know, answer and everybody's right. I think my definition would would be doing what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. Granted, money, everybody needs money to live and to pay bills and so forth. Yes. But realistically, to be successful, and overly successful, I think, is doing what you enjoy the most, what makes you happy. Because if you're not happy, you'll never be successful because you, you go around with a chip on your shoulder. Yep, absolutely. To, to me, it's doing what I I feel is makes me happy, and that's doing what I do now. Yeah. No. I, the wife agrees. I've been the happiest since I've been doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's like I said, it's a great answer. Everybody gives different versions of the answer and they're all right. There's no wrong answers because everybody's different. So that's yeah. why I love the question, but that's, uh, you know, a great, uh, answer. We've, we, I'm sure we can all, uh, if we sat and thought about it, could think of somebody who society would, um, you know, consider successful based on, uh, income, uh, and, and were completely miserable at what they were doing, uh, and hated it. And we've heard the stories of people, uh, going to, uh, school for years to become a lawyer or a doctor and then being completely miserable because it wasn't, um, you know, what they wanted to do in life. And, you know, they end up, uh, doing a 360 and quitting and and doing something that their friends and family are like why would you leave that job a you know high paying job to you know become a surf you know teacher or something like that right and uh so you know that's a great example of uh the uh, success being different um for everybody uh, and it makes, uh, you know, makes you really uh, want to think. And it's something that I say, you know, to the average person who is not, um, you know, an entrepreneur, um, everybody tends to think when you uh, think of success that it only revolves uh, around money. 
but uh, you know, to an entrepreneur, uh, they understand, and uh, there's so many other reasons uh, and so many other factors that drive them uh, to be an entrepreneur that. Uh, you know, contribute to their individual uh, success. Um, so, yeah, it's a great, uh, uh, you know, uh, answer there that you gave. Um, so, uh, in your business, um, what type of equipment uh, do you use? Uh, currently, I am using uh, Gravely Pro Stance 52-inch. Um, I've been kind of through the different you know, different equipments. Yep. We all start out with something very simple yep. and go through all the different levels. <laughs> I started off with the push mower like everybody okay. else, you know, basic, basic. Uh, I was running uh, steel trimmers. I still have yep. them, but I just, last year I got the echo trimmer, okay. uh, one at the after party. Yep. That thing is phenomenal. So I'm stoked about getting another one. Uh, I do use little wonder products for, uh, blower. I have Red Max backpack blower. Um, I have a Toro push mower for just those little odd little spots where you have to do it. But we're going to buy another Gravely Pro Stance this year. We're going to buy a 36 inch nice. for backyard fenced in areas. I like the Pro Stance. The visibility is good. They cut good. And Gravely is about the only dealer we really have around here. We kind of limited on dealers. I mean, there's Skag. I'm not overly impressed with them. I mean, they're okay. Mm-hmm. It just, okay. you know, each person has their yeah. own preference. Yeah. Likes and dislikes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, preferences. Yeah. 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 There's, uh, they all, uh, they all do the same thing. Um, just. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> they're all cut grass, but it just depends on your dealers and all that sort of stuff. What's available to you. Um, you know, yeah. what the best, uh, you know, you might have, uh, uh, different requirements for what you need, different budgets, all that sort of stuff. But in the end, they all do uh, the same thing and, you know, they require the same uh, maintenance and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, no, that's, uh, that's cool. So are your properties, you, you mentioned a 52 inch. So are your properties um, quite large then to me, that's mind boggling because, you know, I'm in the city, it's all dense and everything is like 21 inch mower and you know if uh, i think the biggest sort of mower you would see here residentially used is like a 42 inch um so getting into those bigger mowers that i see uh quite commonly in the u.s um it always blows my mind that uh there's you know these huge acreages and things out there uh, that guys are doing so is your stuff uh Most- bigger properties most of my properties range from about a uh, quarter acre up to about a half acre. Okay. Uh, that's roughly where they range at. And most of them are uh, neighborhoods or city lots. The city lots are usually a quarter acre. Uh, that's right in our town. And then there's the half acre, which are usually the little neighborhoods on the outskirts and in the little uh, subtownship areas all around. So I, I usually don't do anything too ridiculously huge i did the first year and i strung myself out so thin i was laughing at myself at the end of the day every day okay. <laughs> <laughs> to an acre two acres yeah, yeah. beating my head against the wall going in my mental yeah, yeah. what was i thinking yeah, yeah. <laughs> just too time consuming and yeah. then it takes uh too long when you got too many of them is that what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I don't know, and I'm still trying to figure out why I bought a 52. I can honestly do almost all my stuff with a 48 and a 36, okay. and I'd be I'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Um, so uh, what is, uh, of all those tools that you uh, listed there, what is your favorite tool and uh, why? My favorite tool? Hmm. Well, honestly, I, I like my pro stance. Okay. I, I, I like it the best out of everything I own. Okay. And I like it because of the visibility and the smallness of it. Uh, the footprint's small. You can mm-hmm. maneuver that thing around so easily. It, I love it. And, it, yeah. and it cuts good. I got no complaints. Yeah. Some people don't like Gravely, but you know what? It cuts, it stripes, it does everything it needs to do, and it's paid for. So that's, yeah, I love yeah. it even more. <laughs> it's just I don't yeah, know yeah. anything on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm actually, uh, I'd love to get a stand-on type mower. They're not very popular here. Um, I just started last year. Um, well, in the beginning of the season, I actually saw one for the first time in like person, um, like the Toro Grandstand. Um, and I saw another company using a Skag, uh, and, a Toro grandstand. They were both smaller, 36 inch. Um, like I say, there's not too many, too much need for like the bigger uh, sizes around here. Um, but still very, very slim pickings as far as, uh, you having a dealer even carry them in most cases. Um, like the guy I talked to with the skag, he had to special order it because nobody carries them, um, sort of thing. Uh, but I just look at them going, man, they're so versatile looking. looks like you can get into, yeah. you know, tight spots. I found a couple of used walk behinds last year in the 36 and they're, you know, they've proven to be, uh, you know, quite good, but I'm still like, like the controls and stuff. It's nowhere near having, you know, I'm thinking about, um, back when I had a walker mower, uh, and that sort of, and, you know, just having to deal with the controls on a walk behind and it's just completely different. And it's so not as versatile, uh, to use and can be kind of dangerous at times. Um, depending on, you know, the handles and stuff. And it's like, man, this thing could take off on you or you try to put the safety locks on and they get jammed or something. Um, it's just not, uh, as versatile as those uh, stand-ons and everybody like yourself who uh, has one just uh, keeps uh, raving about how great they are. Yeah. And I, and I know exactly what you're saying about the walk behinds. Cause I had the, the gravely walk behind, I had the X mark walk behind and they had the sulkies on them and you get that thing rocking and rolling. Next, you know, you're smashing your hands on a fence and oh man, I'm, yeah and just the the whole like having you know the way they work for reversing and for uh, you know and having to put them into gear um, no that's that's baloney right there i don't like that yeah it's just like it just it's so you know and once it's in gear it wants to start moving right away it's not like a you know zero turn where you're uh, you know either pulling the levers or it's just so you know, and you let go, it stops. Where you know, with yeah. those, you have to actually squeeze the handles at a you know certain middle sweet spot to get it to stop, and then you got to lock the safeties on. And it's just like this is like a, a gong show, yeah, <laughs> compared you to know, what I'm, I'm used to using. The, the belt drive ones, those guys can have that because you look like Popeye at the end of the day because you've been yeah, squeezing yeah. the handle so much. <laughs> yeah, I've never tried the belt drive. Uh, they, those are even rarer around here because of all the rain. Um, and I guess the yeah, belts slip, slip when they're wet. Yeah, they slip so, yeah, so they're all mainly, if you do find them here, they're always hydro. 
drive uh, machines. Um, and I feel you on the Walker because I, I have the Xmark version of that. Oh, okay. It's sitting in the, it's sitting in the storage unit collecting dust because it, it's nice. Yeah. But it's a problem child on its own too. Oh, is it? It's got, wait, it's got that big bin on the back. Every time I turn around, I'm whacking fences and trees. And, <laughs> I'm like, what the almighty? Yeah, it so takes a while to get used to driving with that big yeah. hopper box on the back. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, my first time on the Walker, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I was, uh, I had bought it. I actually posted a picture on my Instagram today of the Walker the day I bought it back in 2007. Um, and right after that picture, uh, I had never driven a Walker before or anything like that. And I bring this thing home and, uh, you know, I was playing around in my uh, cul-de-sac, kind of learning how to drive. And I was like, hey, I'm ready to use this thing. So I loaded it back up and I had a first time client with this big backyard and it was completely overgrown. It was about a foot tall of grass. I'd never mowed this property before. And I get to the backyard and uh, I start using the walker and it's fantastic. It's cutting and bagging and all that sort of stuff. And I'm going along this back fence line. Um, and because the grass was so tall, I couldn't see that only half of the lawn was leveled. The other half was sloped down uh, towards the fence. Um, oh, but because the grass was so tall, I couldn't tell that because it was all looked the same to me at the top of, you know, one foot tall grass. It all looked the same. Um, so I get to the end of this leveled spot and it was kind of like I went off a little dip or cliff because it then suddenly <laughs> fell. And because it was sloped towards the fence and I was mowing like, you know, uh, a foot away from the fence, um, which is fine when it's level, but when it's now angled towards the fence, now that big hopper box is like, rubbing up against <laughs> the fence right so i was like yeah. you know, so it basically got jammed uh, against the fence uh, and a fence post was like right where the seat was and so i'm trying to um you know figure out how am i going to get this and i hit the levers and being a uh, you know maybe only 15 20 minutes on a walker for the first time in my life. Um, yeah, I hit the lever. Yeah. And it swung, it like turned like on a dime and the whole back box took out the whole fence. <laughs> into the neighbor's. Yeah. And it was uh, going into the neighbor's yard, which was like six feet lower um, with a drop off. And there was this really angry dog in the neighbor's yard that wasn't too happy that I just took out the fence. Um, so it was a, uh, an exciting filled day, but that uh, big uh, hopper box can take uh, a bit to get used to uh, when you're first on yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> that's funny. So you don't, uh, yours is the, they call it the navigator, is it? Correct. Yeah. So is it just because of the box that you don't use it? No, because it, it's always bagging and not all my clients want me to bag. So it becomes an issue and they're like, some people get mad and say, well, why do you got a bag all the time? Well, cause the mower bags and I can't control that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so it's just, it's on the way out the door. It's a good mower. It runs great. It actually cuts superior. I mean, it's unbelievably cut, Yeah. but it's just not, it's not efficient for what I'm doing for a lot of the properties. Yeah. For your type. So of I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to stick with the pro stance and, I'm going to run the new accelerator baggers this year instead of the, the cheapy aftermarket bagger I'm running right now. Okay. And 
we're going to change it up a little bit. Yeah, cool. Yeah, with mine, um, the Walker, same sort of experience as far as cut quality goes. Um, with those types of mowers that vacuum sort of at the same time, the yeah. cut quality is fantastic. Uh, and leaf cleanups and stuff. My issue here, um, like I talk about all the time, is just the rain. Um, so it just rains so much that the ground never really has time to, uh, you know, uh, drain that water out very fast. Um, so lawns are usually pretty soft. Um, and then with the walker, just the design of having the engine sort of underneath you, there's no ground clearance. There's very, you know, you got maybe an inch or two yeah. of ground clearance. So if it, if a lawn was soft at all, and it sunk even a little bit, it would get stuck because there was no ground clearance. Something would get caught up, either the big, you know, blower on the bottom or uh, the engine or yeah, something like that, right? With that. So I had to get... Yeah, you almost need mud bog tires on the darn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up getting rid of mine for that because it was like just lawns that you would go on and it looked like it would be good. And then you ended up turning it into a mud bog, like huge pit, and you've completely destroyed the person's yard. And it's like, yeah, this is not good for her. And why is it that swivel wheel will just tear it up something fierce? A little swivel wheel on yeah, the back on always the back. tears everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does your business, is it strictly mowing uh, or do you offer any other services besides lawn care? When I started off, yes, I was just strictly just doing the mowing, you know, just the standard stuff, trimming, edging, and mowing, and that's it. But in the past couple of years, I slowly add something new every season to try to up the game and keep up to date and keep up with the competition, or as they say, competition. I don't look at nobody as competition. The only competition I have is the guy in the mirror, so... He gives me enough grief as it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, every year we're adding something new. This year we're going to be adding the fertilizing and the herbicide and all that this year. And we're going to try to keep a percentage of it organic with trying to stay away from the synthetics as much as possible. It's kind of hard to because these people want, you know, their demand is, you put the fertilizer down, I want it green now. Yes. Well, I can paint it green if you want it. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in that same situation. It's it's very tough to try to do um, the organic in that sense. It really takes customers who understand and are patient to, yeah. um, you know, I try to explain to them, you know. Do you have customers like that? Uh, it's, it's, it's rare <laughs> at times, but I've had some that, uh, you know, even after explaining this could take up to three years of us doing this constantly before you start to see regular results um you know where when i'm putting a fertilizer an organic fertilizer down you're going to sort of see that same green up and stuff after you know yeah. the soil biology and everything's built up over that time but right away you know in most cases you can put a, an organic fertilizer down and you don't really see any difference um versus the synthetic so it's very very tough to uh get people yeah, it's to, hard. to to switch because they're like, what am I paying for? <laughs> you know, it doesn't look good. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing right there. They go, well, I'm paying you all this money, but I don't see anything. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's tough, right? <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to do more landscaping too this year. We're going to get, we're going to work more on the pavers and the retaining walls too this year. So, okay. It's going to be a busy year for yeah cool. very cool so you have uh uh you said you were calling yourself an old guy but you still got the energy to do uh to get into that new stuff eh? 
Well, I, got, I figured I got to. If I want to build a business, I, I mean, my goal is to get this big enough to where I have multiple crews. You know, I have a crew for doing pavers and retaining walls, a crew for irrigation, the lawn crew, you know, different. I want to, I want to get up there. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to do good for okay. good business yeah, and yeah. some place. So my kids, if they want to come and do it eventually, then they can. If yeah, yeah. they don't want to, well, no big deal. I sell it and retire again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's cool. So do you do um, any commercial work or is it residential or is it uh, just commercial and no residential? And uh, uh, actually, both. Okay. Is there? I do quite. A bit. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just to say I do quite a bit of commercial, but I do. Okay, it's about fifty-fifty split right now. It's about fifty percent residential, fifty percent commercial. Okay. So right now, as it is. So, which of the uh, two do you prefer, and why? You know, as far as doing lawn care, I prefer the residential. Okay. And the reason why I love talking to the people. I don't know when to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I show up, I'll see the customer on and be like, Hey, you know, Hey Sue, how you doing? Talking and talking. And nationally I look at my watch and I'm like, Oh, I just blew 20 minutes talking to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, you know what? She's ha- that The customer's happy. I love seeing the response, the smile on their face. I love hearing their feedback. You know, so I killed 20 minutes talking to her. Yeah. I look at it as, as a building point. So yeah. I'm building a relationship with my customer. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I find it this, the same way. It's sort of same reasons. For me, I like residential better because of that same aspect. Um, the only downside I would say uh, that sort of I've thought about is that, you know, you put a lot of effort into that um you know i've put in um for example uh you know i'll I'll try to go out of my way for people who are my clients um so if they if i notice something that's out of the ordinary like they forgot to close their garage door or they um you know stuff like that i'll phone them and let them know and uh, that sort of stuff in case it was an accident or that sort of stuff and there's been a few occasions over the years where then you know after a few seasons they'll hire somebody else because of a cheaper price. And it's like, really? Like of everything I've done, everything I've done for you, the (laughs) amount of time I put into you, you know, all the talking and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of cases, it's like, you know, people are lonely and, you know, you're their only uh, connection or whatever, sort of uh, to talk to another human being. And you feel like, man, I put like so much effort, I'm not billing you anything, all that extra time. And now you're going to drop me because somebody else is, um, you know, offering $5 cheaper or something like that. Uh, because Joe Schmo's lawn care down the street dropped, dropped his price 10 bucks to beat you. Yeah. You're like, man, you don't know what I got invested into these know, people. Come crazy. on. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes it hasn't happened too often. I usually find obviously building those relationships can um, secure those accounts. Um, but uh, one or two times it has happened in the past, but it it uh, makes it sting more uh, when they do uh, drop yeah. you because of that. Um, let's see here. So share this next question is one that uh, – you know, I like asking as well because, uh, you know, it can be, um, 
uh, it's the one question where people sort of have to think about it a little bit beforehand. Um, but it's uh, share a time with us uh, when you struggled in your business and uh, what did you learn or do to overcome it? A time when I struggled. Hmm. That would definitely be that whole first year. <laughs> <laughs> there was pretty much almost, I can't say there's like one specific time, but that whole first year that I had the bright idea to do this <laughs> was a struggle. It was a struggle in its own because okay. I wasn't charging enough. Yeah. So I was undercharging, not making no money, barely could pay the gas to put in the mower. And I think I ate more dog poo that year from the weed whip flicking it at me (laughs) than anything. Yeah. So that year was very tough. It was a, it was definitely a learning curve to charge correctly. uh, Make sure you have money saved and wear something on your face so you don't eat dog poo. <laughs> it's funny the times that uh, that reminds me of the times that that has happened to me. Um, you know, I'll remind the customer the next time because, like, I've got a pretty strict policy about making sure the dog poop's all cleaned up before I get there. Um, and uh, there's a couple times where you know they may. Uh, uh, I find that most people, if they're not the ones mowing the lawn, um, aren't too thorough about cleaning it. Even, you know, they'll go out there just to say they, they did it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'll give them a friendly reminder after. And uh, they'll be like, oh, well, I'm so sorry. You know, did you, did I forget one or something? And I'll be like, yeah, let's just say I just learned what uh, when shit hits the fan means. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and that's so the crazy part though is what you're saying about that they go out they think they've done you a favor by cleaning up the two poos or turds that are by the back door the dog drop not the other 20 that are sitting out the back yeah, of the yard been out there all week. that they didn't even bother to yeah, yeah the rotting in the sun with the flies yeah, all yeah. over it, and those are the ones you hit yeah. it's like thanks yeah, no it's very uh it can get pretty uh, brutal at times. And it's like, are you serious? Like um, I've actually thought about, um, you know, making it like if you have a dog, then uh, for certain customers thinking about, you know, if you have a dog, maybe I'll make it a policy to uh, make it like, I don't want to clean people's dog poop, but you know, maybe I have to and just start charging them for it because they're not, you know, being as thorough with it as uh, I would be if I'm, you know, if I mow my own lawn in my own backyard, I'm making sure I'm picking up every bit of it because I'm the one that's going to be mowing and, 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 and exactly. right. So I don't want to hit any of it, but uh, with these people, if it's, especially here when it's raining so much, they don't want to go out and, yeah, they don't want to get out there and yeah, get wet and get at, or muddy <laughs> on the grass or whatever. And they just don't want to deal with it. And it's like, ah, uh, so let's see here um so in what uh what is your favorite thing about being self-employed i can do what i want (laughs) (laughs) no no honestly that is probably not my favorite thing uh my favorite thing about being self-employed is i can take i can do the best possible job that i want to do I don't have to go by somebody else's standards. I can go by my standards and my quality control can be where I want it to be, not what somebody else wants it Mm -hmm. to be. 
Yeah. That seems kind of cheesy. No, I guess, but, but you know what? Know. The, the funny thing about that is um, it all sort of lends its, like the most common answer uh, to that question is freedom. Um, your uh, explanation there is just a form of freedom. Um, it's the freedom to... There's freedom in Well, this? yes, there's the freedom to choose <laughs> how well you want to do the job without anybody else telling you. Oh, okay. Right? Or controlling, like you said, you know, not caring about the quality of it and just wanting, uh, you know, you get to yeah. choose how much time and how much effort and how much detail you put into that work. Um, yeah, because I, I don't remember there being anything about freedom yeah. in here because this is this job pretty much takes your life away from you, but it's in a good yeah. way, though. I enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> so in what uh, ways do you market your business and maybe share your number one marketing tip? You know, I don't have a number one marketing tip. And then I hate to say that. Well, actually, no, I'll take that back. My number one marketing tip that has been successful so far out of the few things I've tried, which I haven't tried everything yet, so I'm still doing that, uh, is my trailer. And I don't know if you've oh, seen I've it, seen but it. most people have seen it. <laughs> I live in Canada. And I, I live in like, Canada oh, and I can oh. see it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was kind of bright. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, for the money I spent to have it wrapped, it's been the, by far the best investment I've done so far. I mean, I've done the Facebook as you would know in my YouTube video, my craziness and the way I love to get so passionate about certain things. I, I put the money into doing the Facebook ads. I put the money into doing some other different ad things. You know, I mess with the Google ads, AdWords a little bit, and I didn't get the results from that stuff that I thought I would yeah. get. It just, um, there was the, the next door thing or okay. something. It, I forget what it's called. It's something free you I can have. do and it didn't work. Um, I'm still going to do, I got to do this year. I'm working on the door hanger mm -hmm. thing and, I don't do the flyers because there's already a ton of guys doing flyers, so I didn't want to be in that department. Yeah. Um, just basically, and then just uh, talking to yeah. people, you know, saying, hey, you know, my website's done really well for yeah, itself. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so do you have a website? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, yeah, do you had, do a uh, Google Places listing or Google My Business? They keep changing the, the title of it every couple of years. Yeah. Um, but essentially, I think they get bored. But uh, do you have one of those listings? <laughs> yeah, I, I have a Google uh, business okay, yeah. listing. Yeah, the, yeah. With all that and I've got the website. And since I've done those, that's been a huge successful thing. I do get a lot of hits yeah. from the website. Yeah, a that's my biggest thing for me is, um, you know, when I started out uh, rebranded as my own, I started out as like a franchise lawn care company. Um, and then yeah. went on after about five years, decided that wasn't for me. I uh, just didn't like the rules and stuff associated with franchises. Um, so, you know, went on my own, uh, made my own brand. And, uh, you know, the first few years, like everybody did flyers and postcards and stuff like that. I literally have boxes of probably about two or 3,000 postcards left because I don't do them anymore. Um, it's all the website yeah. and that Google Places listing um, that just as soon as the weather gets nice and people start going outside, then the phone just starts ringing and ringing and ringing. And, uh, and that's exactly what I've seen out of it too, is once the weather yeah. hits, they just, 
get online, they start searching. Next, you know, bing, yeah. there I am. They're like, oh, look at that. I'll yeah. call that guy. I think um, <laughs> what I found is that uh, when the weather is, um, you know, how's that Christmas song? The weather outside is frightful. Um, people people <laughs> yeah. just, uh, you know, they go inside. They're, they don't look. They they come home, they go straight into the garage. Um, if they're outside parking in a driveway, they're rushing inside because it's snowing or it's raining and that sort of stuff. As soon as yeah. the weather's nice, they're going for more walks. They're taking more time outside. They're not in such a rush and they start to notice things around their yard that need attending. Um, and it, yeah. even in the springtime, it, for me, I find the same thing. If it's a sunny day, the phone will ring more often than if it's a rainy day. Um, just because people are just spending more time outside and go, oh, you know, maybe we should call somebody to do this or call somebody to take care of that or yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, it gets bad enough when you're looking at your phone going, yeah, shut yeah. up, go away. I know, it's funny. It's very, uh, <laughs> it can get very, this business can get very, uh, you know, mentally yeah, on you, where it's like man there's like no calls in the winter or whatever and then springtime comes and there's more than you can handle and it's like dang how come this can't like yeah, yeah it just doesn't and it's like man you, you're trying to not answer the phone because you can't get any work done uh, and it puts you farther behind um yeah it's a pretty uh, you have to be pretty mentally tough uh with that uh feast or famine sort of uh thing like you mentioned um so one of the most common questions that I get in my business is what do I do in the winter? So is there a uh, winter or off season in your business? Uh, and if so, what do you do in the winter um, in your business? Well, what I do in the winter, if non-work related I, I have like a little building next to my house. I like to go out there and just kind of putter around. I'll make something out of wood or clean the shed or per se, and or just go tinker on something. I don't really technically have hobby hobby okay. per se. I never, I just kind of like to do little odds and ends and different things. Catch up on my, uh, whatever TV show I haven't gotten a chance to watch. I watch a lot of YouTube and, collaborate new thoughts and ideas in my mind but uh if you know being in the winter time i do plow okay. snow when snow is when snow is flying i'm plowing and and it is it can be a very yeah, ugly yeah. situation because <laughs> it doesn't yeah, quit yeah. <laughs> but that's another uh, that's yeah, another this, one that can be feast or famine <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I've seen times where uh, I, I don't do snow anymore, um, but there was times where, you know, you'd have a list of commercial properties or something to get through and you'd be working, you know, six, seven, eight hours straight and you'd finish the last property and it hadn't stopped snowing and you got to go right back to the first one and start all over again uh, and no time for breaks, no time for anything. You just got to... Uh, keep yeah. going until it's you know until it's done <clears throat> six seven hours straight well i take six seven <laughs> hours i i hate the i hate the 20 21 22 24 hours i'm like oh I'm yeah, yeah yeah well i mean six seven hours in a row 
and then you'd be you'd think you were yeah. finished and then you'd have to go do another six or yeah, seven right. hours because it hadn't stopped snowing <laughs> and they're telling you you got to go right back to that first one and start all those properties all over again and it's like are you kidding me <laughs> it's like you better get a you better get a big cup of coffee because I ain't going back until I get it. <laughs> uh, There's not enough energy in this world to go back to yeah. that thing again. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. um, so you do the snow plowing. What's your setup for doing uh, snow plowing? Uh, I run a. I got an extended cab Chevy pickup 2500 with a Western okay. straight blade, seven and a half. Uh, straight blade on it. I got a salt spreader on the back, so we do oh, the nice. salt spreading. And then I have I have a shovel that's called the you know like the yeah. steam shovel. You know you got to get yeah, out yeah. and actually work it and create yeah. some steam out of your shovel. I do have a snow blower, but it's honestly it's just for sidewalks, long sidewalks. Otherwise, I don't really use a snow blower because it's more of a pain to yeah, pull yeah. it out. It's just a little thing, but it's. It's the point of picking it up and loading it, unloading yeah. it. I after about three times of that, I'm like, no, nope, you can stay in the yeah, truck yeah, for the rest. Yeah, of that. a lot of times it can be just quicker to grab the shovel and 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 go at it, right? Yeah, <clears throat> especially if the snow is fluffy. Well, stuff. I got kids. I, I you know when you have kids, it's wonderful because if they have the day off from school, I got yeah, shovelers. <laughs> I don't have to. Yeah. I wake them up, shove them in the truck, put your put your clothes yeah. on. Here we go. We're gonna go shovel some driveways. Welcome now. to your future. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I sit in the truck where it's warm, and I push the snow around, and they're out there fighting the yeah. snow drifts. I'm like, how's that working? Yeah, it's funny. The other day, my um, my daughter was like, uh, I was driving her to school, and she's like, I don't feel like going to school. It's so boring. Blah blah. blah. And I'm like. <laughs> You are going to look back at these days and be going, man, I wish I was back in high school. <laughs> Hanging out with your yeah, friends all day, exactly. doing nothing, uh, you know, sitting on your Instagram yep. and your Snapchat and whatever you're doing. And the uh, thing, when, when reality hits, you're going to be wishing you were back at these days when you don't have responsibilities and bills and, and all stuff. Yeah, because once the bills and the responsibility come into play, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. Then there's no, uh, and <laughs> there's no turning back after that. Um, so the next question um, is one that uh, uh, Brad Lloyd asked me. Um, he turned uh, in his interview. He turned the tables on me and asked me a question at the end, uh, and it was a great question. So I uh, have been asking uh, that now of uh, everybody else. So uh, that is, um, what is the weirdest thing that you've seen or has happened to you during uh, your business? The weirdest thing I've seen or happened. Uh, you know, that's going to be tough because everything's just weird in this world. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're doing. There's always something weird going on. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't don't recall anything like severely weird, any, anything out of the normal that you would see, just everyday people. I mean – I think the worst thing that's probably ever happened to me is getting hit in the face with goose poo. Okay. Goose poo. Okay. There's, yeah. a, there's a new one. Yeah. There's customer. 
She's got uh she lives on a canal. It's a beautiful property. I love mowing it. I've actually yeah. taken quite a few Instagram pictures from that property. But the geese, they're and they're Canadian geese. I wish you would take them back. <laughs> I was just about to say, is that uh <laughs> Canadian geese? <laughs> your friends, you need to take them back. But they come over yeah. here and they poo these little green poos. And yeah. the problem is sometimes they show up, there's probably like thirty of them on our backyard, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. And you know what the worst time? part about them is? What's up? That um, there's no wall that your president could build to keep them out. You <laughs> 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 have to over the whole country. <laughs> Don't tempt them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Those things, I tell you what, though, they do make a mess over here. and It's just hilarious. And the first time I ever trimmed her property – and there was a pile, and I was going really fast. I was like, yeah, we got to get this done quick. And I hit it, and it just – it literally splattered on my glasses, on my face, round my mouth, all Aye. by my nose. Aye. And uh, the rookie that was with me for the summer, uh, great kid, he just looked at me and starts laughing. And he just rode off on the mower, and I'm like, you're a dog. He just rode away. <laughs> Didn't offer to get me no towel, nothing. He just, it's like, man, you're just mean, dude. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Is it worse than dog poop? Oh, yeah. Yeah, most uh, definitely. And the smell of it, and the, it's uh, so soft compared to dog poo, and uh, you wipe it off. Uh, and I got it back, though. We got in the truck. I said, I guess you're getting a pay decrease this week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, oh yeah. So weird, you, I, you do have a weird story. That is. <laughs> I guess you could call it. it was, I've, I've never heard of anybody being hit by bird poop, by uh, goose oh, poop. Man, and it was so much of it. it was just, it's just one of those times where I wish I had a GoPro on me because that would have been just totally a YouTube thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. They can be when they're uh, all congregating in one location. It can look like the lawn's just been aerated. There's so much <laughs> goose poop everywhere. It's about all look too, probably. Yeah. And I just didn't catch it because I was, I was in the moment. I was pumping. I was, <laughs> you know, we were already, we already did like uh, I don't know, ten or twelve jobs already. So we were just going. We're trying to finish that last job up, and it was getting dusk. And I had him running the mower all day because I wanted to do trim. I, I don't always like to run the mower. I like to trim too, so yeah. I had him going. I was ahead of him, and I was trimming like a mad dog. I was like, "Yeah, I got this down!" and splat. <laughs> uh. Nope, there went the whole motivation out the window. It was done. Yeah. I was just like, "Nope, I'm done." <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was not happy for the rest of the week because he had uh, he had to trim for the rest of the week. I oh, I, I rode the mower after that. <laughs> like, That's nope. funny. Uh, so there you go. There's uh, the weird goose poop story. Yeah, the goose poop story. <laughs> I, know, I keep telling them to go back to your place, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, but at least, you know, because they're Canadian geese, they sincerely apologize. Right, like yeah, I'm sure they don't. Apologetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see about that one. I don't think they apologize for nothing. I think they put more down just to aggravate me. <laughs> 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 it's all right though. I I've learned to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> 
not much you can uh, do about situations like that, um, no. especially when they pick a when they pick a, f- a spot that they uh, deem to be their favorite. Um, there can yeah, be that's definitely her backyard. Her, her, and the them and the ducks in her backyard are just unbelievable. Yeah. It's just ridiculous how, how thick they get back there. But yeah, that's just the fun and the joys of the job, and it doesn't deter me from doing the job. I still love the job. So yeah. Yeah, just something you got to deal with. Um, (laughs) So this uh, next question um, is, so share your best piece of advice with someone just starting out in the business. So I want you to think about this in terms of this person is somebody that you know, um, they're coming up to you. Um, they're saying, Hey, Kevin, I'm thinking about starting a lawn care business. I've seen that you've been pretty successful at it. Um, what is the best piece of advice that you could give them? And keep in mind that this is somebody, like I said, that, you know, and somebody that you would want the best for, um, my best piece of advice to somebody, um, definitely one of the things I would tell them is to keep it simple. Okay. Because if you try to spend too much and get too much and take on too much, you're just going to burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. You want to build, you want to make something for yourself, but you got to you got to inevitably always keep it simple. It's easier to build when it's simple than if you got too much on your plate. I would say start off with the basics. Just get everything is in a tight knit little area. Pick one neighborhood and go in there and just just keep pounding that one neighborhood until you get 15, 20 clients in that neighborhood. And even if you got to do it with just a push more, do a push more trimmer, keep it simple and do it and just put the money aside and build it and build it and build it and just keep them happy and make sure that your customers are always happy. Okay. Cause if they're happy, they're writing the checks, they're, they're handing the cash, they're swiping the card, they're doing whatever they got to do to pay you. Mm-hmm. That's the. I'd always definitely would stress to anybody: keep your customer happy. Communication is good. Not everybody's a good communicator with their customers. I'm not always perfect. Nobody is. We're we're human, but definitely keep them happy. Do if you gotta spend extra five minutes to trim something up for them, do it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, customer retention. I don't. Um, is a lot easier than customer acquisition. Um, yeah. you know, so if you've already got that customer, it's so much easier to keep them happy than to go through all of the marketing and, uh, dropping flyers and doing all that to try to find a customer to replace that customer if they leave. Um, so why not just, uh, you know, try to do everything that you can. Of course, there's always situations where it's out of your control. Um, but, uh, you know, keeping oh, the yeah. communication open and, uh, you know, like you say, staying five minutes extra to do that extra trimming. Um, there's been times where, um, you know, I'm mowing, uh, my route for the day and I'm in such a hurry. I'm trying to, you know, get done in time to pick up kids from school or something. And, you know, I will pack everything up. I'm ready to go and I'll, you know, do my final sort of just a quick walk around just to make sure. And, I'll see something or notice something and it's like, ah, oh, man, I 
you know, forgot that corner uh, trimming or something like that. And it would be so easy to just say, well, everything's loaded up. I'll just get it next week and that, but it's like, nope, I'll go unload the trimmer, go get it back out, yep. go back to the backyard, yeah, go trim it, then go get the blower, go blow it all off again and all that. And Cause you know, if you leave it, it'll just put a bad score on you. Yeah. Then if you leave it, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, the worst. Oh, yeah. The worst for me is um, times where uh, the grass is either really long and it might be a bit damp or something like that, and you go to mow it, and the tires will, uh, you know, push over the lawn underneath the tire, and then it doesn't oh, yeah. it doesn't spring back up quick enough to get cut. Yep. You know, and I'll be I'll mow a lawn, and then you turn back, and by the time you're finished and you're blowing everything. Uh, the grass where the tires were starts to stand up and it's like tolerance like oh man i gotta go <laughs> and mow the whole go back and mow that again <laughs> i gotta go unload and mow everything all over again because a darn thing like yeah <laughs> yeah i know he's just looking at it and going well if i had a pair of scissors in my back but i could just go over there and cut that one little spot yeah, yeah. real quick <laughs> <laughs> but you always got to remember that oh, yeah. reputation uh, and all that sort of stuff right just to always put your do the best that you uh, would do some say you know treat it like it's your own yard um but yeah, i say definitely. treat it better than your own yard because you're more uh, you know if that happened in my own yard i would probably be more um you know, uh, inclined to skip it for the week and just get it the next week. So I would say treat things like better than your own yard. Uh, yeah, that's a good philosophy. Treat it as it's your own yard, but I agree with you because I have a tendency not to cut my own lawn for two weeks no, and it looks like a shag carpet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then I park my trailer out front and everybody drives by looking at my trailer, looks at my yard and goes, boy, I hope that guy isn't mowing that yeah, one. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. My wife, we, we have a, uh, a neighbor that um, is always piddling around his yard um and working on it and you know bringing in soil and doing all sorts of stuff to his gardens and and all that and it looks phenomenal it looks fantastic his lawn looks awesome um and my wife is like you know she'll say something like aren't you embarrassed that like the guy like our lawn looks really really good but his is just so nice right and it's like no i can't worry about it because i'm out working making other people's lawns nice he's retired at home and this is all he does all day long is work on his lawn i can't compete yeah. with that there's no way i'm gonna be able to compete with that with the amount of time that he sits on one lawn he's out there every day all day long you know picking weeds one by one on his hands and knees and doing all sort of stuff it's like i can't i can't compete with that he's <clears throat> He's doing lawn domination he, on yeah, you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> he sees that you're into the business. He goes, I'm going to dominate that guy's yeah. lawn. I'm going to be better than him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay being second best in the street <laughs> for, for, that, A lot for that one case. It doesn't, uh, it's, not, yeah. it's not too bad or too far off. But uh, for the amount of time he puts in, it's like, yeah, that's not, that's not happening. Um, so you're, you started uh, doing YouTube and uh, you've got your Instagram account. Um, so what sort of drew you to this crazy social media and sharing? 
and <laughs> crazy social media today. <laughs> and uh, you know, sharing uh, about your business and all that sort of stuff online. You know, that's a really good question because, like I say, my my friend Nathan, he doesn't do anything yeah. with any kind of advertising, no social media, no website, no nothing. His business is built strictly on word of mouth. Yeah. And I thought about doing that, and I was like, no, no, that isn't a proper way to build. And then I just started farting around on the YouTube, and I've seen these other guys on it. I'm like, wow, check these guys out. They're putting videos out of cutting grass. And you know, I'm like, wow, that's I'm falling asleep because he's just cutting grass. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> And then I find the guys that are actually talking about cutting grass yeah. and like, okay, now I'm falling asleep listening to these guys talk about cutting grass. <laughs> and then you finally find the guys that are doing the happy medium where they're teaching you things and sharing information and, and knowledge and showing you different tips and ideas. And I'm like, but this is cool. And I like this. So I'm like, all right, well, let's just start off with Facebook. So I did the Facebook and, I already had obviously Facebook for myself, which I don't know why I never used it. <laughs> it's just a way to connect with school, high school friends that I never wanted to talk to anyways. But <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I just say that about everybody? <laughs> you sound, but, you sound uh, like me. I've my list of, um, <laughs> my list of, uh, you know, old, uh, past high school and, you know, acquaintances that have, um, you know, requested to, you know, friend me on Facebook. Um, the oh, list is yeah. long and I don't, I don't accept their, cause it's like, for me, I, I hate Facebook. I try to use it as little as possible and I only use it Super. for personal family, like, you know, immediate family stuff. Like here's pictures of my yeah. kids to share with my, you know, maybe aunts or uncles that live in the U S or in other parts of the world and that sort of stuff. That's it. Um, if you're not, you know, um, immediately tied to my family, then I'm not, you know, going to connect with you on that medium. Cause that's what I use that medium for. Um, I've got, you know, lots of other things like the Instagram and, uh, and all that stuff to do all the other things. But, uh, yeah, it can be such a, um, a time. Suck. Oh yeah. I, I'm with, I agree with you on that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's just kind of, it kind of went from there. I just, I decided to do the Facebook and then uh, I said, well, let's, let's see what else is out there. And I'm like, okay, these guys are doing Instagram. I'm like, all right, let's try it. Then next, you know, I got Snapchat and then, then I got, uh, I did the Periscope on there, but I'm like, I'm too chicken to get in front of this Periscope (laughs) garbage. No, not you. You're kidding me. And you know what's that's the funny part is I, I say that and my wife's like, are you kidding me? Really? Because in high school, I took TV production class. Yes, I also, uh, and I, I also it. see that you were uh, an aspiring actor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so to talk about that a bit. So uh, you were on a TV show? Uh, I was on uh, – in C- when it was the high school, I did a TV show that was uh, – it's for the channel was CPHS six. It was uh, Venture Island, I believe, is what we called okay. it. And I was, I was the, as I put it, I was the clown at the beginning. You see, with the long hair that looked like a reverse hair hippie hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> all the 
all the party was in the front with nothing in the <laughs> rear. I had hair down to my chin. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Uh, that was high school days. Yeah. You know, things were different then. <laughs> so you, uh, yeah, I heard I, you mention in one of your videos that uh, uh, the the TV station still kind of shows episodes, and uh, you yes, still you yes. still see yourself uh, on the those old episodes. I, I try to stay away from that now. I no longer have cable TV, so I don't have to look at it or be tempted to look at it. <laughs> so I got. I just used. So I got homework now for. I've I'm got sorry, homework what? now for all the listeners to go and Google Venture Island and look for the. Uh, <laughs> see if anything pops up. Yeah, uh, I believe it. The, the crazy guy with the long hair in the front. Yeah, I believe it was. I, I, if I remember correctly, it was called Adventure Island. Uh, the station is CPHS Six, and I'm on the intro video and the end video. And there is, I am throughout it. Some some of the episodes, I'm here and there. I had to do little skits, and yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, if anybody watches, they'll be like, "Really, this is the same guy?" There's no way. <laughs> That's funny. You think I was corny on that last YouTube? Just watch that. You'd be like, "Wow, this guy's really—he's an ace in the hole for sure." So, uh, going back, uh, yeah, I also—I also did radio broadcasting too. Oh, yeah. So, I was a DJ for a while. Very neat. That's very. Yeah, it was here. At the, we have the local college SC four. Um, I did the radio station. Took the took it for. I think was it one full semester, or two semesters, or whatever. I don't know how remember how it goes, but I did that, and I was uh, late. I ended up being a late night DJ. Nice. I did it from eleven to two, and I loved it. It was great. Nice, very cool. So I see recently as well that um, over the holidays, I think it was, you picked up a, a new Canon SL2 camera and a Rode VideoMic yeah. Pro. You're going big time. Um. That was called a want list. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm guessing we can expect uh, some more uh, a steady stream of videos coming out this season. Yes, and I put a goal list in my head. I said the first month I had to have at least one. The second month I have to do at least two. The third month I have to get up to three. I'm so basically increasing it by okay. the month. And I'm gonna I'm going to try my best to stick to my okay. goal and start producing more whether it's just me going ridiculously like i did on yeah, the yeah. last one <laughs> in, in my dungeon office down here in my basement <laughs> or adventures yeah, i'm thinking of seriously just start taking the camera with me on some of these adventures i end up putting my life on and sharing with everybody and to see what they say and See how many good laughs I can get out of it. <laughs> there you go. So with all of this uh, social media stuff that you've been uh, starting and trying out, um, so do you use the social media um, to try to grow your landscape business? Um, or are you just trying to just give back uh, to the community um, and sort of uh, uh, get involved in that sense? I'm not... Honestly, I'm not really worried about this. I, I did, like I said earlier, I did try the Facebook ads. So I did try to work with that end of the social media as far as doing something for the business. But as far as Instagram, Snapchat, all them, 
I really don't care about advertising at all for my business personally. I'm doing it for more of the communication with everybody else in the lawn okay. industry, all the brothers and sisters of lawn industry to get to communicate, to share ideas, thoughts, to support other people to say, Hey, that's awesome. You did a killer job or, you know, to help people out in a sense. I'm not doing it for, glorifications i'm not looking to get the gold star on the poster yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, i'm just it's just more of a share thing to me i mean if i'm going to do advertising i'm just going to stick to the you know the traditional stuff do the door hangers do the google ads maybe again and do the try the facebook one more time and see if i can get something out of it just kind of keep it simple but as far as the social media platforms i'm just going to keep them as a, a friendship thing more of a share and be friends with everybody in a sense okay. um so what um we're getting down to the last uh, couple questions here um so what from you know your experience thus far um what tips um would you share uh with others about using uh social media um around their business What tips would I share? Uh, I guess it depends on what particular social media they're using. I'd say Snapchat. If you're going to use it for advertising, don't waste your okay. time. It's more for social to communicate with your friends or or colleagues or other people in the same industry. Um, Periscope, stay away from them if you're camera shy. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm camera shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, as far as Instagram, and I like Instagram, and I know you can promote and do ads on it, but I don't think I don't think it's necessary. I think you just keep it more of a social platform to talk to people. Keep it as what it says. Communicate with people. Social socialize with people. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean. I'm having a brain no, fart, sorry. No problem. <laughs> Releasing <laughs> bad air out of my ears. <laughs> no problem, no problem. So the last question that I have for you um, is how can people uh, get a hold of you or follow you online if they choose to? Well, you can. I can make it simple or I can make it difficult. <laughs> Sim simple would be they can just go to my website which is lawnmanllc.com and all my social media platform all my social media stuff is right there my youtube my instagram my facebook and you just click on it right on my website and it takes you right to it and you can friend me you can chat with me i i have no problem talking with people i Personally, I just don't know when to shut up. That's my biggest problem. I'll keep talking and talking and talking forever. But, yeah, people can click on it. They can send me a request to be a friend. They can hit me up on Messenger and ask me questions. I mean, I'm not, I don't know everything in the world. I'm not the smartest guy on the planet. I'm still learning just like everybody else, but we're always still learning. But, that's yeah. If they somebody wants to get a hold of me, just that'd probably be the easiest way. I could tell you to go to my YouTube channel or go to my Facebook page, but it it's just as easy to go to the website, um, like say lawnmanllc.com, and you just click on one of the social media things, one of the platforms, and uh, 
send me a, a friend request or a message or subscribe to the channel or whatever you want to do, whatever works best for you. And I'll communicate back. Simple as that. Okay. So that's great. So, uh, and I'll also put some links uh, in the podcast show notes to your Instagram account, as well as your uh, YouTube channel as well. So people can find you uh, directly on those uh, mediums. Um, so Kevin, thank you very much for taking uh, time out of your day to come on to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast and share your lawn care business journey with us. I really do appreciate it. That's my pleasure. I, I, this has it's been fun. It's uh, it was. I'm glad I took the time out because if I would have said no, I'd have, I'd have looked like a fool. <laughs> I had too much fun doing this. This is a whole lot of fun. So uh, I, that's I, awesome. Yeah, great to hear. Thank you very much. Well, there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that interview episode with Kevin Hudson from Lawn Men LLC. I'll put uh, some links to Kevin's Instagram and his YouTube channel in the podcast show notes so you guys can uh, go and check him out. I would urge you to follow him there on Instagram and to make sure you subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel as well. On that note, if you haven't already uh, subscribed to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel, uh, I would really appreciate that. Before the February uh, 20th, uh, new changes to the YouTube Partner Program go into effect and help get the channel up over a 1,000, that would be fantastic. So that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>